The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with toink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Pooey, Dewey, and Louie. I mean, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was wondering if you were going to be here. Who, me? Yeah, you. <sighs> I was running late today. Um, it's because I was back at you know, working Amgard tonight when you didn't get out until 9. So it was uh, quite stressful trying to get home in time. So, But I'm here. I am here. So, uh, uh, there's some stories for, for tonight. Yeah. And, uh, I'm trying to think where we could go. Go ahead. Well, I made, I made a mistake. I first, I clicked on, um, on our friends over at heroes of villains just, just now while the music was running. They have a whole collection now of the Ewoks animated series apparel. Yeah. I saw oh, that. Really? Uh, this Ewok button down shirt is $68, but d- that one may have to live in my closet. I saw a t-shirt and I was debating showing Melissa, to see if it's something she may want. Cause she has a soft spot for the, uh, um, for the Ewoks cartoon. Cause she had a, yeah. she had a princess Nisa doll as a kid. Vicky for a couple of years ago, I got her one of the, um, Oh, who is it that makes the purses? Um, lounge fly one of their mini backpacks or yeah. the backpack purse. And it was the, um, star Wars or the, um, Wookie or yeah, yeah. I can talk tonight. <laughs> you walk animated series print. Okay. That's cool. As much as that's getting love everywhere. And I know it's on Disney plus. I'm wondering if they're not playing with the idea of possibly um, doing something else with it. Also I mean like potentially a return, a special or a show or something. Yeah. That's possible. That would be something to do. A, um, not quite a reboot, but a, basically a refresh and do it. A, 
do uh, or even rebooted, but um, that might be something to actually do um, a new series because they've been trying to get younger kids in with like resistance and some of the other right. stuff. And it's not always hitting, hitting. Maybe this is something that actually would hit. Cause it also wouldn't have to affect anything else in this, in the canon. I mean, if, hmm. if they're doing it with the X-Men by, uh, was it X-Men 94, 98, something like that. Yeah. They're working on a new X-Men series. That's supposedly a continuation of the original. Why not do something similar with Ewoks? Bring it back, but don't make it a continuation, but keep that update, that styling. Yeah. And, and just make a new series with those characters and turn them canon. Well, actually, take a page out of like Animaniacs, because the Ewoks was not a um, linear story. It was individual self-contained stories each episode. And right. look what they did with Animaniacs. Animaniacs was the same way. And then when they brought it back last year or two years ago, they just started making new episodes. Right. They don't have to connect all together right. anymore. Yeah. It's like it's almost like everything they make has to have like a season long story arc or something. It's like you don't need to have that. No, you no. can have individual episodes no, that man. just toss an episode in anytime you want. Oh, I I agree. But I mean, let, sometimes that's better. Let's make some of these characters that are already canon. Let's bring more of them canon. Mm-hmm. And it's just like um, let's only because of the popularity of the figures. Let's do the same thing with droids, but let's actually give a little bit more meat to droids. And let's don't <laughs> let's don't use C three PO and R two. Let's let's use a couple different droids. Possibly. Well, I could almost see them actually using droids. You droids because of what it is. You could tell a good seasoned arc linear story like they've tried to do. Right. But I wouldn't even mind seeing some of the new shows um, that they're doing the live action ones being a non-linear um, story, more of an anthology style, because I mean, it's, that's, what's great about watching some of the old um, geek shows from back in the seventies and eighties, like the credible Hulk and all these other ones that were all one-off stories. At any point you can just pop it in and wa- listen, watch any show you wanted. And it doesn't matter what order you watch it in. Right. Mm. That's why channels on um, like what heroes and villains, I think is one of the broadcast channels that they have on the HG now that runs like wonder woman and incredible Hulk and all these shows on it. And it's great because you just randomly turn it on and you get watch all night and you don't have to know what happened before or after. It's just good entertainment. Yeah. Well, I, I think with, I mean, this is what made clone wars. I mean, Yes, there was an overall story, and that was we're telling the stories from the Clone Wars. But most of the most of the arcs were no more than typically no more than three episodes. Maybe you had a four parter. If I remember right, the first season was all one offs. There might have been two here and there. Second season, they started to do more story arcs. It was two to three episodes. By the time you got to the end of the series, um, well, season seven was like three story arcs for the ten episodes. Yeah, but they all connected together into one overarching story. And but before that, I think they had gotten up to five stories in an arc. They were getting bigger each time they did it. See, I want to say all I can remember at most was a, there was like a few arcs that were four episodes. That was it. Yeah, I think that was usually the case, but I think there might have been one or two that were bigger. Yeah, the ones that were d- dealing huge amounts of actual um, canon changing or canon. I wouldn't say changing, but something that cemented something down into the canon. This is where it was like the Mandalorian story arcs and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I, I guess I could, yeah, I, I could see that. You know, something whereas uh, maybe um, if it was six, seven episodes, they, they kind of did like a pod type thing. I mean, there was mm-hmm. an over, overlying main plot, but there were a couple subplots that tied into each other type scenario. Yeah. But like I said, I would love to see um, them do a couple of either live action or animated or both of just self-contained fun episodes or fun shows. Even it could be even action. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, Knight Rider lasted five seasons and uh, there was very few stories that made it more than one episode unless it was like a cliffhanger type deal. Right. Well, there were very few stories, period. Exactly. You only (laughs) needed the one. (laughs) That's the way it was back then. We liked it. Yeah, well, Which, I think um, Hollywood has forgotten how to tell a self-contained story in an hour. They can't; an hour is not long enough anymore. But you know, with Ewoks, I wouldn't oh, mind yeah. seeing that. I know, and, and and let's let's do that. It's almost like they think if they don't tie it all together, no one was going to watch it. Well, they might watch one episode and not come back. It's like that's the whole point: is you don't have to sit down and watch every episode every time. Right. That type of series is not made for binging. It works that way, also. But right, then we got we got a binge culture, and they're doing everything for people to be able to binge watch the whole thing. Right. Uh, I mean, it kind of works for binging because you can just sit there and pop it on one day, watch as many episodes as you want, and not have to, you know. I ha- I have come back whenever you want and not worry about missing anything. I have mm-hmm. done, I have done that with um, other other franchises where you know it's a show that's. One, you know, one offs. Sure. Uh, last one I did that with was Trip in the Rift, which is a great Canadian sci fi show. Ran three I've seasons. I've never seen it. Ran three seasons. Uh, who had it on the US? It was either sci fi? Oh. I don't know. I don't remember it. Is it, it spoofed everything. Um, Trip in the Rift. Um, in the US, it aired on Sci Fi Channel back when it was. S-C-I-F-I channel. Yeah, back when it was sci-fi, not Sifi. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the, the character... Oh, wait a minute. I have seen this. The characters we have... Oh, yeah. We have Chode McBlob, um, Six, who's supposed to be a, a takeoff of six, uh, Seven of Nine, play on the Voyager character, Star Trek Voyager character. Uh, Tanook Leor... Um, Whip, just Chode's dim-witted nephew, who's a, a biped alien reptile. Uh, Gus, who's voiced by Maurice LaMarche. He's Chode's awesome. robot servant who who looks like C-3PO, like a spoof of C-3PO, and is implied to be homosexual despite him denying any sexuality. And, and it's a character that works. It's so fun. Um, the spaceship, Bob, paid played by or voiced by John Melendez from the Howard Stern show um, is the AI that controls the spacecraft Jupiter 42, which is a reference to lost in space and hitchhiker's guide. Um, and Bob is a parody also of the Howl 9000 from a space 2001, a space odyssey. Now the main villain in this is Darth Bobo, the dark you know, Supreme leader, of the dark clown empire. Oh, okay. I never saw this, but I recognize it now. And his clown trooper guards yeah, are a parody of stormtroopers. So it's like imagine Pennywise meets Count Dooku, so to speak. 
I would say Darth Vader, but his, his outfit's not a... The only thing similar to Darth Vader is the fact that it's all black. Um, and then there's Captain Adam Frass, Francis... Uh, Commander Captain Adam Francis Shatner, also known as Commander Adam, and his son, he has a clone son named Adam-12. Oh, nice. So, I mean, it, it only ran for three years, three seasons. It was such a fun show to watch. I absolutely enjoyed yeah, the show. I remember that one. And they but made fun it's of not streaming anywhere right now. No, uh, only, you could buy it on Amazon, but that's it. You could watch them on mm. YouTube. Ah, okay. But the the whole thing is, I mean, there's not a <clears throat> sci-fi property that is left untouched. I mean, they hit everything, and it's so great. So, um, but again, that was a that was a show that won us. And was thoroughly happy with, you know, watching the, you know, watching all the different, I mean, I would binge that all the time Mm -hmm. as I'm getting my thoughts properly. (laughs) So that's what I did with, um, it didn't get a whole lot of watch because it was on, um, originally I think tech TV before it became G4, but they made the space balls animated series for one. Yes. Yeah. It's another one. It was all one-offs, but it was still, it was all the comedy of space balls. But since it was on the original um, G4 yes. version of G4, it didn't get a whole lot of eyeballs for to start with because it was back before um, they started running like cops and all that stuff. It, it Spaceballs came on right near the end of the network. But it was still it was like a late night and still most unless you're in a yeah. large market, your your cable didn't even carry G4 at that point. We we had it here and I love G4. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of the Japanese game shows. Yeah. Like the Ultimate Banzuki and uh um that's where I watched MXC. Their, no, MX MXG I watched on comedy. Okay, I say MXC. MXC. It was great because it was abbreviated MXC, it was the most extreme elimination challenge. That wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It was just they take well, that was one of the ones like the Banzuki and some of the other ones. It was just a really cheesy really weird japanese game show that they just dubbed in english whatever they wanted to put over it <laughs> now ultimate banzuki yeah actually that's a great one the ultimate banzuki was le- was a legit game show and the, and it was legit overdub there was no funny overdub to it yeah but you you well, look at some I- of these and like okay it, it, some of the contests like yeah okay Someone- Needs to pay uh, whatever money it is anymore to get the rights to start streaming the original. Um, then there's last I heard they're still running it, but the original uh, Sasuke Ninja, Ninja Warrior, Warrior the yeah. original version of Ninja Warrior, the Japanese version. Oh, yeah. If I remember right, they're still running it. That, that's where I hear it was G4 is where I originally watched yeah, I it. Yeah, that's where everybody originally watched it. So it ended up on NBC because if I remember right, NBC owned um, Esquire or whatever it is that bought G4. NBC for, had bought yeah, G4 yeah, before the end, yeah. they, before they got shut down. Well, they they also ended up um, doing a uh, Japan did a not only did they have the international, but they also did uh, a women's. And then they. Yeah, they ended up doing American qualifiers. Mm hmm. For people to do the international, to go into the international. Well, and then, it was great and then that's what eventually led to NBC doing American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Well, the the great thing about it was there were a lot of the tournaments that it was a straight hundred man tournament. If you did not 
um, make it to the end of that, to the end of the obstacle course for whatever round you're in, you don't advance. So there's, there was, there was a couple of them that no one got past the second round and the tournament's over. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Try again next year. Yep. America, there has to be a winner. So everybody, so the, oh, well, no one made it to the end of it. Well, whoever made it the farthest, this many people have to qualify. Yeah. yeah. It's called watering it down. Oh, it, was, it was a great show. <laughs> I love the original. Yeah. So, um, but welcome to our Star Wars podcast where we talk <laughs> nothing but nothing. Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, well, we started talking Star Wars and we, folks, <laughs> Here, listening to Wookiee Radio, got a taste of what we do over on Mighty Marvel Geeks and what Derek and I do over on Weeby Geeks. We Welcome de- to the rabbit hole. We derailed big time. <laughs> surprise, so that, surprise, now, surprise. The new, the new Disney Plus series has got to be some kind of a Star Wars game show similar to Ninja Warrior, but you got to... Well, they did, they did that. I know, they did the Jedi challenges, but that was for kids. No, I want to see one for adults. You know... <sighs> But you know, I enjoyed watching that the few yeah. episodes I did watch because they brought Jackson in in a sketch on that one. It's like okay, I didn't see Jackson's Jackson canon. I know Jackson's yeah. canon, as if he wasn't already canon because of the comic. But it just yeah. helped make him more well, canon. It would be like when they did Adult Double Dare. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Or, or or an adult version of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Well, that's Ooh. what the Jedi challenge was. Yeah. So, but uh, as we said, let's talk Star Wars a bit more. Um, announced this week, we're going to do some gaming news first. Force Unleashed comes back to Nintendo Switch. And uh, be, I still have to play through that. I've got it about a third of the way through and I got something else called my ADD brain. I finished Forced Unleashed. I have Forced Unleashed 2 and I need to finish it. I have them both of <laughs> them. And I, I have them you both know, a long time ago, though. I have them for the Wii, and I absolutely love them for the Wii. I tried playing it. I have, eh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I tried playing it for another system, and it just it was good. I just wasn't as satisfied as I was with the Wii. See, I have it for I I um, Xbox One. Playstations. Actually, I think I got that one, both of those for free from Xbox Live. Nice. I can see that. Demand Xbox Live, Xbox Live Gold or whatever it is that they do that has a lot of really good games that come through there sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of sleepers, too, like That's store games, heard. too, but there's some really good ones. Like, we've got almost all of the Metal Gear games. Or not Metal mm. Gear, um, Gears of War, that way. Oh, nice. Uh, so, this was the first role that Sam Whitmer played for Star Wars. Was that of Galen Merrick, a.k.a. Starkiller? Uh, yeah and he was vader's force sensitive secret apprentice see i would love to see them bring galen merrick into canon they would have to rewrite this game though mm. don't worry or about they me. would basically ignore the game and restart the character like they did with ron that's what i would love to see done maybe bring him in to uh should I fall in order too? You know how many people would flip out because um they're not following the canon as it was already established <laughs> yeah or or do an animated series about galen during yeah. this time you so know you could almost do you could almost make him an inquisitor not not vader's the same character but now that they've introduced inquisitors so there are dark jedi dark jedi type characters running around that are not quite sith he might be um able to do something like that right mm-hmm but then again, in the game, you you could go either light or dark, depending on which way you wanted to go, right? Yeah. So he could be, 
you could do an entire series about him as the inquisitor and um, starting to move towards the light. True. And you can also do this. This is where you can bring in, bring back in the discovery of Alpatine doing the clones. Yeah. Of himself. Oh, yeah. And how Merrick was potentially a clone as well. But one of the cool things about Force Unleashed, he brings down the Star Destroyer with his bare hands. Yeah, I've heard about that. I love that. Yeah, that was that that part was super hard. It was so cool I've to heard do. The version of that was really cool because you had to actually look like you're actually trying to bring it down or something like that, didn't you? You had to physically move your hands to actually try to pull it down. Yeah, yeah. I I about killed my shoulders trying to do it. <laughs> Um, can you believe Force Unleashed was nearly 15 years ago? Wow. I, I've already established it. Or f- I've already figured out that I'm old. So, yeah, that doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, I'm already old. So, um, while we're here, I'm trying to remember, have we covered the story before? Which one? 10 best characters of Star Wars video games. I don't know. I don't. There is another so. video game story here, though, too. Well, I have before a- that one, if you want. I have a couple others, so okay. But while okay. we're here, um, so from StarWars.com as well, ten of the best Star Wars video game characters. Uh, these are no particular order. I'm gonna start off with Cal Kestis. Yeah, that one's a good. That's a good character. Sure. And hey, if people want to try to believe rumors and stuff, supposedly we might get a chance to see him in Obi Wan Kenobi, which we talked about already. That I don't I, personally, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think. We I don't either. No. I don't think so either. No, we don't, don't need. We should. We don't need him. He need, He's good right where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two. Well, next in line, Revan from Knights of the Old Republic. That's well, going to be fun when they release that game coming up. What? And isn't it still scheduled for the fall? Is the remastered version of that so they adjust the story and um, re-release it? I thought it was next year. It comes out. Is it next year? Know, I'm not even sure. I hope okay. So. Either way, I know that they're reworking it, and uh, I, I'm hoping gaming, they're reworking yeah. it. But I know they are gonna, um, they're gonna have to adjust it to, but not by too much, really, because you got to think uh, where it's at in the storyline. It really doesn't affect the rest. No, it it would take place before, um, depending on how they rework it. It could either take place before the High Republic, or it could take place right after the High Republic. Well, High Republic's what a hundred years in the past from the movies. Two hundred. Two hundred. Well, this game was, I think, 400, wasn't it? Uh, 4,000. 4,000 years in the past? I don't think awesome. it was, No, it didn't go back that far. Because the Tales of the Jedi comics were like 4,000 years back. No, this was a couple hundred years back. It was probably 400 years back. Uh, Wait, let me look it up. That's what I'm doing as well. Uh, uh, setting. Knights of the Old Republic takes place approximately 4,000 years before the rise of the Galactic oh, Empire. Okay. And covers the era following the conclusion of Star Wars Tales of the Jedi comics. Wait, what was that last one again? Covers the era following the conclusion of the Star Wars okay. Tales of the Jedi comics. I have some of those. I need to pick up the rest of the trades of them. Uh, the backstory of the game involves the Mandalorian Warrior Society invading the Republic in a pan-galactic conflict known as the Mandalorian Wars. The Jedi were hesitant to get involved by a pair of renegade Jedi Knights, Revan and Malak insist on leading a Republic force to war. After winning the war against the Mandalorians, Revan and Malak disappeared into the unknown regions, returning a year later with a Sith armada and launching the invasion against the Republic themselves. 
Malak, Raven's apprentice, eventually succeeded his former master as the Dark Lord of the Sith after Raven was seemingly killed in an ambush by the Jedi. So, so yeah. Uh, next, Kyle Katarn, Kyle Katarn from Star Wars Dark Forces and Jedi Knight series. In the in the old canon books, he he was a lot cooler because he actually they had brought him in. He was a um a pretty large part of the new Jedi Order that Luke put together. I I wouldn't mind seeing him potentially in a Mandalorian or um, another you know, if they had done something like um, New Republic Commandos or something like that. Rangers yeah. of the New Republic having him as a as a character. He always reminded me of um, of comic book characters of um, in the in the books later, not just from the game, but when they put him into the New Jedi Order and all that stuff. He reminded me of more of like a um, Green Lantern type character. Or like a Hal Jordan or a Kyle Rayner style character. To me, he was always a Han Solo with a lightsaber. Yeah, because he was the guy who's like, dude, he had already been trained. He, Luke didn't train him. He was already a Jedi when Luke found him. <laughs> yeah, he was the... So he was always a little bit of a renegade. He was the original uh, Kanan Jarrus. Yeah. Jedi turned smuggler, turned Jedi again. Yeah, but see, Kanan was actually trained. The major difference being that Kanan was trained by the original Jedi Order. He right. was uh, um, he was pretty far into his training when the um, Order sixty six came down, right? So, but if I remember right, the backstory for Kyle Katarn, he um, didn't even know he was force sensitive until you learn in the games, right? Right. So, uh, next up, Eden Verso from Battlefront Two Versio. Yeah, love That's this character. Cool character too. I yeah. love this character. Yeah, she's not bad. She's not been around long enough to actually get a lot of stuff built around her too right. much. I mean, they had one book mm-hmm. from Battlegrounds, but. Um, I love the original story arc or story campaign from Battlefront 2 with her. Yeah. The second like one. The, the jump ahead that they did with it. I thought it was cool. I thought the plot was a little weak. Um, and I thought it was too short. I'd say it was too short, I think. I, I liked the plot and where it went. I didn't, like I said, it was too short of a story for it. But then again, that was supposed to be, it was just a DLC add-on. So it was like one chapter added to the story. Yeah, I I wish it was more. Yeah. If you're just going to add a chapter, put it at the same time frame. It's just something that happened right after what you're already doing. Don't, don't do. Or build a whole new campaign around it and then do that. Now, I I did like the way that chapter or that DLC started with Ren doing the force, force viewing of the past. Yeah. And re- and you're using him to battle some of the stuff uh, from an earlier section of the game that you played, but you're now playing as if Kylo is in that person's body, but you're seeing Kylo do it. And I, and I, I thought that was cool. I'm like, okay, there's potential. And then it jumps ahead, jumps from there to now we're back to Versio and, and her partner. And now you find out she has a, a daughter, which, which is fine. Um, and you're rescuing her. So, yeah. Uh, next up, BD1. Love BD one, and he's getting his own Lego. Yeah, he's gonna have his own Lego Lego kit where you can build, I think, a scale model of a life size BD one. Mm-hmm. Well, it was awesome to see. Was it? It was in Book of Boba Fett that he that they had a BD one droid, right? A BD style droid. Was it Boba Fett or which one do they have recently that um, there's a BD droid showed up? Ooh, yeah. Because we th- we all just um, call it out. And said how cool that was! I think it was from Book of Boba Fett. I thought it was Book of Boba Fett. I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was. I don't. I don't think it was actually BD one, no. but it was a BD style droid. Yes. No, but yeah. But you never know. It could have actually been the original. 
depends on whether Cal Kestis is still alive or not. And what Even happened? Even if he's and, not, I mean, it doesn't mean the droid's gone. <laughs> true, but it also depends on what happened to the droid. Yeah. Uh, next up, I don't know if he's one of the best characters made for all of the Star Wars games because there's been a lot of games. Next and up, BD isn't really you don't get his any kind of story from him. It's just he's cool to see running around. Yeah, that I mean the way he helps you in the game is is so cool. Yeah. So he's an uh, astromech, except for a lot smaller. True. Uh, next up is Teresa Correll from Star Wars Squadrons. She is the uh, tough-talking master tactician for Titan Squad uh, of the Im- Imperials in the game. Okay. I've not played enough squadrons to know anything about her. Love her. Me either. Uh, next up, Starkiller from Force Unleashed. Yeah, we co- we covered him already. Um, <laughs> Same, yes. Talking about the game coming out, but he was still always a fun character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up. Sierra Junda from Jedi Fallen Order. Another one that was kind of an interesting oh, concept. Right, yeah. Jedi who basically, even though, um, who is basically, I think she's ba- in the same position as what we're going to see Obi-Wan in the series. Yeah. She basically lost the faith in the Force 100% because of what happened. Yeah. And totally separated herself from the Force. Yeah. So she wants and, nothing to do with mm. it, even though she was a Jedi. And then Cal comes back, and then she uh, slowly comes back into the order to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, Juno Eclipse from Force Unleashed. Uh, she is Starkiller's or, or Merrick's uh, shuttle pilot, and ends up having a romantic relationship with him in the in the games. I kind of remember her, but like I said, I didn't play through the whole long, games. It's been a long time. I'd probably remember her if I saw her played the game again but and then finally on this list and i'm waiting for the black series figure uh, i think they've done a three and three quarter inch figure i just gotta find it hk 47 yes droid the original murder droid. i was waiting for that yep i love him meatbag <laughs> so uh continuing on with games lego star wars the skywalker saga releases new dlc packs so game's been out what a little over two almost two weeks we're getting a new dlc a couple new dlcs so well, these aren't a surprise these were actually ones that were promised when the game it, obviously they just weren't ready when the game went live because if you bought the deluxe edition these were actually supposed to be included with it mm-hmm. um yeah i forgot what came with mine I know I got the bad badge and I got something else. Uh, give me just a second. I can look it up for the Xbox one. Um, but the the DLC that dropped was classic characters pack, including minifigs of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Lando, and Darth Vader. These are based from when the figures came out in the 90s. So s- still in the early, early days of the molds. And then in addition, uh, you could also get a pack based on Rogue One, which includes Jen Arso, Odie Rook, Cassian Andor, K2SO, Cherrywood in Emwe, Baze Malbus, and Director Krennic. So Yeah, the deluxe the deluxe edition of um, the Skywalker saga comes with the original game, the collectors or the character collection, the classic Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Mandalorian, Solo, Classic Character Pack, and Rogue One. So Rogue One and the character collection obviously weren't ready. I believe uh, Mando and Solo actually were available. Yeah, mine came with the with Lego or with uh, 
Solo and Mandalorian. Um, that's what mine came with too, because they, they released them all on all the platforms at the same time. But I also got the, uh, what did I get with mine? Got the Bad Batch. And, uh, oh, got it. Trying to get to where I got mine from. Um, okay, classic character pack. Uh, Skywalker character collection was in mine. Um, the deluxe edition includes seven, okay, according to Steam, which is where I got mine, seven downloadable content character packs. Uh, so what was in the character packs? I don't say. That should be the ones I already um, read off because I yeah. believe that was seven of them. It's basically everything that's available now and that's going to be available very soon. Yeah. And of course, I entered, I found where to enter all the codes to get the uh, like the, the holiday versions of different characters. I believe I down, someone put up an actual official list on that. I'm trying to remember if I screenshotted that or not. Yeah, I, I have it. I absolutely. Like, yep, yeah, had to get it. Had to download them. So thrilled with that not a problem um so yeah that that's the latest that have come out for that so i'm assuming there's probably a few more um figure packs yet to come because this is i'm sure i guess three so like i said there's bad batch i remember seeing something about the bad batch set so so yeah i'll have to open up the game and see what downloads um and then from skydance the crew creators of the uncharted game they announced this week a new project that's helmed that will be star wars based yeah i was reading um, on this one and it's an original story um for those of us who follow star wars projects like we do uh, including those that were never released we'll recall that henning worked at visceral games on a pro on a star wars game called project ragtag years ago could ragtag be getting a revival project ragtag would be kind of cool yeah. Well, this is what one of the things I've been asking for for a while is more actual because an action adventure game, which is what they're describing this as, is more of a linear story like Jedi the Fallen Order. Yeah. And that's it for me. I love that and regular just straight role playing games like Final Fantasy and stuff are what I really enjoy playing. Well, Skydance New Media said last year it was also working on a new Marvel game, and that game will feature an original story as well. And will come to traditional gaming platforms as well as emerging streaming services. So hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this comes about. Which means it's coming to Steam. <laughs> Possibly. <clears throat> and actually, well, also, if I remember right, Netflix and Amazon are still working on their streaming gaming. Yeah. Uh, Amazon has, there's called, there's this called what? Uh, Amazon Games, right? No, so Prime Gaming is actually, oh, Prime um, yeah. yeah, Prime Gaming is, you can get free games from Amazon. I believe you have to get them through Steam, though. Amazon provides you basically a code to you go to Steam and Steam gives it to you. Gotcha. So um, um, I did hear a rumor that uh, Microsoft and Steam have made a new into new deal to where they're very they're real close to being a, right now. I guess if you have um, games on Xbox or Windows, you can actually get them off of Steam to play on your computer. OK. Now, I don't know if that goes the other way yet. I'm the. I don't know if that's in the coming up soon that they'll have an actual steam app for your Xbox and you can actually download games from steam onto Xbox. Mm. That would be amazing. Cause I have some games on steam. I'd love to play, but I don't have gaming computers. Right. Well, I mean, they're okay. But they're slow. See that, uh, collectible news real quick. Uh, the hallmark wish book is out. There's quite a few new ornaments for star Wars. Ooh. Wow. They've already Ooh, announced next already. year's ornaments. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a New Hope collection. All these use the Keepsake Power Cord. Uh, there is Luke Skywalker. These are all from A New Hope. Luke Skywalker. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is uh, Skywalker's him holding the lightsaber. Um, I would assume probably similar to uh, either on the Falcon before wearing the helmet or in the uh, Obi-Wan's hut. Uh, Kenobi, but right before, you know, Right before the battle, C three PO and R two D two, which I really like that one. Would love to get that one. Uh, Darth Vader, um, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. I see the this Vader one. I don't remember this particular pose with the lightsaber extended in the New Hope. Maybe it's me. Um, Han Solo and Chewie, which I would love to get. Uh, is that classic pose there's from the film? Um, and then uh, Princess Leia, the Death Star tree toppers come back. There is a Grogu greetings. It's Grogu in a Christmas package. Uh, yeah, I just saw that. And the man, the one with Mando with the helmet off, holding yes. Grogu's cute one too. I'll see you again. Yep. Uh, the Razor Crest, and it plays the Mandalorian theme. A Jedi, uh-huh. re- a Jedi returns, which is Luke uh, with a dark trooper at his feet. IG Eleven and Grogu, a Lego Star Wars minifig BB Eight, um, Obi Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu, and then there in the minis there is a uh, the Jango Fett Slave One and Jedi Star Cruiser and Obi Wan Star Cruiser, and then uh, there's also Grogu riding a wooden bantha, rocking bantha, which is cute. So <clears throat> those are the ornaments coming. Nice. Okay, I may have to do this BB-8, though. Lego yeah, one. BB-8, Santa hat. Yeah. Yeah, Lego. I like that Grogu on the Bantha. That one's cool. Mm-hmm. See, I, I keep saying I want to get the um, Death Star, but I never do it because it's always sold out by the time I want to. I decide to do it. See, I don't. Uh, for me, out of all this, I, I don't know who I would get or what one I would want to get. I would love to get the Razor Crest, but 45 bucks is a lot. Yeah. Well, see... Mm. Vicky and I every year say, okay, this is how much money we're willing to spend. <clears throat> and we usually go to the Hallmark store and we'll choose out which ones we want to get there. Yeah. I could possibly. Does the Razor Crest light up or make noise or anything? It, it plays the Mandalorian theme. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. See, the the yeah. other, the, the, a new, the a New Hope series would be cool, but knowing me, even though I just want R2, the R2 and C3PO <clears throat> and the Han and Chewie. Knowing that there's the others to make up the entire collection, entire series, I would want the entire series. Yeah. Um, how much did you say the Razor Crest was where you saw it? Forty four ninety nine in the Wish Book. It's thirty four. It's thirty four ninety nine on Hallmark site. Okay, that's better. Mike's like, wait a minute, that fe- that feels better. It does <laughs> that feel better. Hurt as much. <laughs> I would. Mason Mason Obi Wan wouldn't be a bad grab to get either. See, and if I did the BB eight, then I want to go back and get the other Lego mini. Lego minifig ornaments that they've done. Yeah. This is one because I they're fun always. They have they always have the collection of six of the metal ornaments. Yeah. This year's is the three um rebel logos and three imperial logos. Yeah. Like I have the X Wings and TIE Fighters. I have a couple those are great for just filling in areas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not bad. Twelve bucks for six ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for Hallmark ornaments, check their website first. Amazon will have a lot of stuff that's sold out on the website, but their website's probably going to be cheaper. Yeah. But this is, this is just now. Who, who knows what's going to be introduced at, at Celebration? Yeah. Well, everything on here says coming soon. Right. On the Hallmark site. 
but there's still going to be a few things they're going to announce at Celebration that aren't listed yeah. there. That, that's tradition. Oh, wait a minute. Where is... So, oh, wow. Um, they're not even listed. What's that? I'm, a, I'm looking at... Because another one thing that we like to look at every once in a while is check out the ADBDs. Mm. If they have anything listed that we've not seen yet. Celebration. Yeah. Uh, now, Ewan McGregor says he hasn't watched his prequel films since the release until mm. Obi-Wan's return. Uh, according to McGregor, I watched them from start to finish, all nine movies, just to get back into that world. Uh, now, he specified while the, he specified nine movies, implying he didn't revisit Rogue One or Solo. At least we know he saw Solo because he attended as he attended that film's world premiere. By revisiting all those films all these years later, it offered him a new perspective on the adventures. Uh, as he continued to quote, be quoted, it was interesting to watch our films because I hadn't seen them since they came out. Not at all, the actor pointed out. So it was cool to see and interesting to watch them and enjoy them without all of the noise that was around when they came out. Uh, now, with the upcoming series taking place closer to the events of the original trilogy, McGregor spent more time attempting to channel Alec Guinness, his take on the character, as well as embracing other corners of sci-fi. I started reading science fiction. Uh, Ian M. Banks is a Scottish writer, and I started reading his science fiction novels. I kind of didn't do it the first time. I absolutely study. I did absolutely study Alec Guinness and watched the original three films when we did the first one. I really didn't think about the genre, and it's not something I would normally do, but this time I did. I got jazzed about it being back in space because I really love it as a movie watcher. So what do you guys think about that? That's cool that he went back and was checking it out. Yeah. And really, really Solo and Rogue One really doesn't have anything to do with what he's doing. Rogue One. As far as we know. Rogue One slightly because he is referenced. He he is referenced by Bell Organa. Yeah. To uh, saying, I know someone who may be able to help us. It's like right before they go to Scarif, there's a big talk. Yeah. With him. And and he's not referring to Leia. It's just Leia is the vehicle to, to get to Kenobi. So, um, but since all this takes place that quick, it makes me wonder, was Bail Argana truly on Alderaan when it was destroyed? And if not, why wouldn't if he appeared back to Leia or has he just gone into hiding completely? No, he was on Alderaan because remember he sent Leia to f- go get Obi-Wan. He didn't go himself. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> You know, if he wasn't on Alderaan, where where has he been this whole time? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's there, what I was saying. If there's any chance he survived, we would have seen him somewhere at this point. It's been too long, but um, too many people have writing and uh, making the shows and everything else yeah. now. Right. He would have shown up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of showing up, uh, Rupert Friend, who is one of the stars of Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, teases cameos galore in the series. Um Ooh. Fun, fun. Now, we've already seen um, characters like Ahsoka Tano, Cad Bane appear, live action, uh, Boba Fett return. And of course, we're getting the debut of the Grand Inquisitor. But uh, Rupert, Rupert Friend is playing the villain, uh, bringing the character to life. Uh, but he recently spoke to Hey You Guys about the show and promised that many more cameos are still to come in the new series. Uh, quotes from his appearance. If it's possible to be any more excited than folks already are, I would be. I think it is one of the most thrilling additions to the Star Wars canon. I think Ewan McGregor is doing things that 
with that role that is a dream for fans of the original films. You know, we can't obviously have Alec Guinness back, but I think Ewan is absolutely born to play that part. And wonderful cameos from people I obviously can't tell you, but Easter eggs galore. The new series is one of the most anticipated uh, on Disney Plus for this year, uh, which we'll see it May 27th. So we know Vader's back. We know it's Grand Inquisitor. We know um, fifth brother, seventh or second sister, um, maybe seventh sister. Um, what other cameos would we want well, in this series? You just, you just mentioned seventh sister. What's the odds you think we're actually gonna? They actually are gonna have Sarah Michelle Gellar player. Mm, maybe. It'd be intriguing if they do. Yeah. Well, this is ten years, so. Um, I don't remember when does um Kanan meet Hera? Uh, I have um the book right here, but that's a that is a good question. Because we maybe see a Kanan, maybe there's a couple of Jedi running around we could see. Uh well, we've we um speculated last week or the week before that um possibly some of the um underworld characters. Yeah. The stories we saw where it said Darth Maul is definitely not in it could be straight up lies anyway. We know anybody working for Disney has been given carte blanche to lie about everything. Right. <laughs> so uh, Darth Maul might show up in it. You notice for something that's supposed to have been a big uh, genocide of the entire Jedi, there's still quite a few Jedi roaming around. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know of what? Maybe 10 to 15 out of the thousands that there were. <laughs> Sure. It's a really big galaxy for Well, then again, for the size of the galaxy, for us sure. to have even seen 15 of them at the, I mean, that's probably a little bit bigger number than what we've actually ever seen in there, but still to see 15 of them, that's uh, on a very small concentration of worlds. So maybe there mm. are a lot more out there. Uh, that like, goes back to my argument that from the, I forget what we were talking about, but the fact that um, how oh no, it was the idea that um, by the time you get to a new hope, the Jedi are legendary. People don't even remember them. That's because remember, even for if there's a even if there was a thousand Jedi, you're talking about a uh, um, galaxy with hundreds, if not millions, uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of planets. For a large, vast majority of that, probably have never even seen a Jedi. Right. According to Wikipedia, there is no date given um, to when he met Hera. Okay. Wasn't it in the book? Um, it was right around the time that he he was on uh, Cinda. Right here somewhere. Hang on. So going back to what you were saying, Ken, then even when the Jedi were around, a lot of a lot of uh, people in the galaxy probably never actually saw them. And so exactly. they would be, even when they are around, they would still be legend for a lot of people. Exactly. And remember, they're peacekeepers. If you're on a planet where it's peaceful, everybody's just doing what they're supposed to do. Even if um, and there's nothing um, going on that's causing problems, there's no reason for the Jedi to be there. Right. Right. Even what we were talking about, even you move forward to the empire, empire time, there's probably hundreds of or thousands of planets that the empire was just the current governing body. They didn't see the stormtroopers and all this other stuff and um, the, the rebellion against the empire. There's probably hundreds or um, thousands or tens of thousands of planets that uh, had 
are trying to figure out what is the rebellion all about. They have no problem with the with the empire because they never had that. They never have felt the oppression of the empire. Right. Right. When it comes to the movies and books, planets like that that there's no conflict at all on it doesn't make a good story to mo- to make a movie out of, <laughs> or make a TV series out of. <laughs> we what we have what we know of the Star Wars universe is a very 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 small fraction of the galaxy. True. Mm-hmm. It's where the conflict, the major conflicts happen because that's what is good storytelling. So I have no problem with people thinking that the Jedi were a legend or never even heard of them at all. Even during the time of the Republic. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's my philosophy for the day. Mm-hmm. So I just brought up, I think new dawn, the book that was the first book of the new canon. Wasn't that the one where they meet? I don't remember. I want to say it's touched on too in the Keenan comics, but I couldn't, I couldn't pull it up to begin with right now. Yeah. I think this is very close. Let me see if they, I don't even remember if they put a timeline in front of this one because it was. Galaxy far. Um, yeah, they gave Dave Filoni the forward for this. Sure. Yeah. They don't put a um, time in the beginning of this it's during the empire, obviously, but. So, well, uh, to wrap us up for the night, StarWars.com has this uh, ongoing series called Ships of the Galaxy. And the latest one is the Halcyon, a ship I'm very familiar with. Yes. And uh, no longer a part of, but very familiar with. Um, And I'm not going to go into the behind the scenes stuff or the experience, but there are some specs and features about the ship. Uh, The Star Cruiser is an MPO 1500 Purgle class passenger star cruiser built by Anzillion Chandrilla Starline founder Shug Drabor on Corellia 275 years ago. The ship was inspired by the Purgles, gargantuan creatures able to launch themselves through hyperspace with grace. Uh, these are the whales that we see in, in Rebels Yes, that take um, Ezra and Thrawn off at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and some passengers have even reported sightings of the wondrous animals from the Halcyon Star Cruiser uh, from its many portals. I wish that was something they added to to the videos. I don't. I didn't pay attention enough to know if we actually see them or not. You never know. That could always be added very, very easily. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think it's they just, will. It's a type of video wall that they're using anyway. Um, Drabor operated his own charter transportation company for several years and had high commitment to his standard of quality and style. This helped inspire him to build top-of-the-line high-end star cruisers with the expressed intent of creating shared journeys across the galaxy for his guests. The Halcyon is one of five CSL Ergol-class passenger cruisers, along with the Wonderlight, the Idol, the Sorgen, and the Sterling in active service today and was the first to be built of its kind. The first vessel to feature 13 sublight engines, mostly because that was Shug Drabor's lucky number. This revolutionary design also accounts for the smooth ride passengers experience and allows the Corellian vessel to travel effortlessly through space. This is why when the ship goes into hyperspace, you don't feel the jump or the lurch. It's that seamless. Uh, to board the Halcyon, a launch pod will take you to the atrium located in the front area, front top area of the vessel. The ship has 13 decks, with decks 4 through 7 serving as passenger decks, where guests can rest their weary heads after a long day of sailing across the galaxy. At one point, the Empire took control of the Halcyon cruiser and used it as an officer's retreat. But the ship has since been restored to its original glory, 
so that travelers can enjoy the finest cuisine, refreshments, entertainment, and travel the galaxy has to offer. Now, so far, biggest moments for the ship. Several notable figures have found their way onto the Halcyon uh, during its 275-year history. Uh, as seen in the High Republic, or as seen in um, the Halcyon Legacy, um, Jedi Nib, Asik, and her Padawan, the Wookiee Baraga, staved off a Nihil attack on one of the Star Cruiser's first missions. During the Clone Wars, Padme and Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker traveled on the Halcyon um, to be more inconspicuous as they looked into a Republic senator rumored to be a part of a separatist uh, conspiracy. And um, also coming up in a forthcoming book, The Princess and the Scoundrel, uh, newlyweds Leia and Han Solo went on their honeymoon aboard the the Halcyon. in issue two, we had Aurora Singh on the Halcyon as well. And this is around the time that the Huts had controlled the Halcyon. So just a little bit more tidbit about the Halcyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, um, I read the first Halcyon Legacy book. I have the second one on um, Comicsology. I just haven't read it yet. I, I'm digging the series so far. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was an issue coming out this month, but the next issue doesn't come out till till May. Yeah, it seems like Marvel's have been having some issues with Star Wars releases. Yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts, guys? Uh, nope. Yeah, not tonight. Uh, but oh, there is one final one that we didn't cover on here. That um, Disney Plus has a new show coming, so they do have something for Star Wars Day. They finally announced they are releasing oh, right, the yeah. um, the Disney Gallery series, behind the scenes series for yep. the Book of Boba Fett, will be out on May fourth. Uh, we did not talk about it last week, or maybe we did. Did we discuss Chris Monkey passing away? I don't think so. Chris Chris Monkey, uh, actually a friend of mine. Not I sure. met him at Celebration. Um, oh, I think we did. He was Captain Kirby. He was the Imperial officer that tells Vader that there's after the scanning crew's done with the Falcon that no one's there. The ship's yeah, empty. Yeah, I think we mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, we did, yeah. Well, uh, condolences to the Hackford family as Rio Hackford passed away. Uh, he passed away April 14th in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, he was son of the son of an officer and gentleman director, Taylor Hackford, and stepson of Helen Marin. Um, he was the perform. He was the onset performance artist for IG Eleven. Oh, cool! And he also made a cameo as the bounty hunter Riot Mar uh, that same season uh, in season one of uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So our condolences to to the family. Fifty one years old, my age. Uh-huh. Yep, my age. And uh, just to add to it, I'm I'm sh- I know he didn't do anything with Star Wars, but I'm I'm sure there was he probably had tie-in somewhere, uh, but condolences as well to Gilbert Goffrey, to his family. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, definitely, a surprise def- one. definitely a Disney legend in many ways, but um, mm-hmm. he could have been fun to see voicing a, a character in, in Star Wars. I'm kind of surprised he yeah, didn't uh, drop him in on um, either Clone Wars or Rebels as just one of the one-off characters. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah. So, but, yep. Uh, so I pose one more time. Any other final thoughts? Nope. That's all I had. And there's only thing, one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have plenty. 
placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>